Hi, it's Michael Sinoff with Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. The title of this interview is called Thyroid Disease. Do you have it? Are you sure you don't? Many middle-aged women are affected by thyroid disease. Amazingly, many of these women do not even realize it. These women and their doctors often regard symptoms like hot flashes, fatigue, and weight gain as normal things that happen to women of their age. Mary Showman, the author of The Menopause Thyroid Solution, says that these symptoms don't have to be part of your life if you are a middle-aged woman. In this interview, Mary Showman reveals the myths and mysteries surrounding the tiny gland which controls your energy and metabolism. Here's what you're going to learn in this interview. The shocking facts about how often thyroid issues are misdiagnosed. Important medical tests to ask your doctor for at your next visit. Hidden causes of infertility. Why doctors often misinterpret thyroid test results. The reason your antidepressants aren't working. The key ingredients for hormone balance and weight loss. How to stop hot flashes. Millions of people are walking around with undiagnosed and untreated thyroid conditions. They feel unhealthy, yet their doctors can't explain why. Don't let this happen to you. Listen to this interview with Mary Shaman today and find out why you may be feeling terrible and what you can do about it. This interview is 21 minutes. Enjoy. Hi, this is Chris Costello, and I've teamed up with Michael Senoff to bring you the world's best wellness-related interviews. So if you know anyone struggling with their weight, with cancer, diabetes, ADHD, autism, heart disease, or other health challenges, please send them to michaelsenoffshardtofindseminars.com. What is the thyroid and what does it do? The thyroid is a very small gland. It's located in the neck behind and below about where the Adam's apple would be located. It's shaped like a butterfly and it weighs no more than an ounce, but it is the master gland of metabolism and energy. And it produces the hormones that go to every cell, tissue, gland, and organ in the body delivering oxygen and energy. So in a lot of ways, it could be thought of as the gasoline that runs the car in our body, but essentially it's controlling all the aspects of our energy and metabolism. There's an awful lot of talk about thyroid conditions lately. Now, what is going on? Have things changed in our society that we're having these conditions more frequently? What do you think is happening? Well, we know that they're on the rise. There seems to be an increase in thyroid disease in general. Patients are also starting to become more aware and asking more questions, learning more, and doctors are becoming a little bit more tuned in to the fact that we have a vast number of people out there with thyroid problems, and the majority of them are not being diagnosed and not treated. So you wrote the Menopause Thyroid Solution, and you know what can you tell women about some of the symptoms that they can look for? The Menopause Thyroid Solution's purpose, what I was going for in terms of writing this book, is to really help the 40 million women out there between the ages of 40 to 60. And these women are very often trying to live and feel well, but they're running into a variety of symptoms, everything from hair loss, erratic periods, loss of sex drive, depression, weight gain, all sorts of symptoms. When they're younger, in their 40s, they may say, well, okay, it might be stress, depression, PMS. As they get into their 50s, the assumption is oftentimes, well, it must be my menopause kicking in. But the reality is that for a substantial number of these women that are experiencing these symptoms, the problem's not menopause, the problem's not PMS. The problem is what I'm calling a thyropause. It's a slowdown in the thyroid function. That happens in many women as we hit the 40 and beyond age range. 
So a lot of women who are struggling with all sorts of symptoms and either treating them with hormones or suffering through them without any support could actually be properly diagnosed and treated and actually even sail through their menopause feeling and living well if they got their thyroid checked and properly treated. And how do they go about getting them checked and properly treated? Because I know in the book you mentioned things about sometimes it's hard to get a diagnosis. Well, it can be a bit of a challenge. And one of the things that I always urge women to realize is that when you go for your annual physical, you're not getting your thyroid checked for the most part. A lot of people will say, well, no, my thyroid must be fine. I went and had my physical, had my cholesterol level, and nobody told me I had a thyroid problem. And the problem is that our annual physicals and the blood work that we typically have done to check cholesterol levels and such very rarely includes thyroid unless we specifically ask for it or unless our doctor has specifically said, you know, I'm going to check your thyroid on your annual blood work. So women really need to go into their doctors armed with information and ready to ask for a complete thyroid evaluation, and that includes a TSH test, which is a thyroid-stimulating hormone test, a free T4 test, free T3. Those are measurements of the actual circulating levels of thyroid hormone. We also want the thyroid antibodies to be evaluated because that tells us whether we've got autoimmune thyroid disease that's brewing in the system. And we also want to have the doctor do a hands-on comprehensive examination clinically for thyroid disease. So that involves the doctor putting his or her hands on your neck, checking for lumps, checking for enlargement, looking at your reflexes, examining you for puffiness and swelling, checking for hair loss, looking at the outer edges of your eyebrows. That's actually a very common sign of thyroid problems in women is loss of the outer edge of the eyebrows. So we want that doctor to not only do the blood work, but to use his or her medical evaluation skill to take a good look and really look for evidence and signs of thyroid disease. What are some of the symptoms that a lot of women will start feeling? And most women, what ages do they start feeling these symptoms? Well, the symptoms can range from fatigue, weight gain, or difficulty losing weight despite diet and exercise, high cholesterol, including cholesterol that won't respond to medication, depression, especially depression that's not necessarily believed by an antidepressant, infertility, erratic periods, loss of sex drive, hair loss, that loss of the outer edge of the eyebrows, as I mentioned, Skin can get dry in some cases. Some people will have a low resistance to infection, constipation, feeling very cold all the time, even when it's warm out, and sleep disturbances. Some women, they actually will have temperature changes, hot and cold, so they may feel almost like they're having hot flashes. So there's a lot of different symptoms that are associated with thyroid. And thyroid disease can affect women at any age. I mean, we have women developing problems in their teens, in their 20s, but they're most common during periods of hormonal change. So during pregnancy, the period right after pregnancy, postpartum, and also the period when we start perimenopause, the early 40s when hormones start to change even though we're still having menstrual periods into menopause, the point at which the periods have stopped. These are times when thyroid disease is much more common. There's a lot of misdiagnosis. And we just heard recently from some statistics in a journal study that 27 million Americans are on antidepressant drugs right now. And while they haven't been able to study the specifics, I am guaranteeing you that a percentage of that 27 million are people with thyroid problems who've never been properly tested or diagnosed. And we also have a lot of women struggling with infertility 
who are going for very expensive infertility treatments, assisted reproduction treatments, $10,000 a month in vitro fertilization cycles. And there are some fertility clinics in the United States where thyroid testing is not even part of the normal workup for a woman's infertility. So we're seeing all sorts of real travesties like that. But the bottom line is a lot of women, they're walking into their doctor, they don't feel well, they say they're depressed, they're stressed out, they're tired, they're gaining some weight, and they are walking out, as you said, either with antidepressants or they're walking out with hormone replacement therapy or diet drugs or, you know, in some cases, they're not even getting any help at all and the doctors are saying, well, you know, what do you expect? This is how it is after you've had a baby or when you're busy or when you're 50 or when you're 60 and, you know, they're basically told that this is how they're supposed to feel at the age that they're at. Certainly, women definitely are going to want to ask for the TSH test, which is considered the standard conventional test to diagnose thyroid disease. But they also need to be aware that what the lab considers to be a normal range and what some of the most conventional doctors consider to be normal is actually much higher than what a lot of the more innovative and hormone-oriented practitioners understand to be normal. So if you get a TSH test or your doctor calls and says, oh, we tested your thyroid, it's normal, that's not enough information. You need to know what that TSH number was and what the doctor is using as a normal range because most people with levels above three and up to like five and six will be told that they're normal by many doctors when those levels are actually, according to some of the latest research, considered to be hypothyroid and warranting treatment in some patients. Also, the free T4 and free T3, these are measurements of the actual thyroid hormone, are going to give us a better picture of what's actually going on at the blood level in terms of these hormones. So sometimes people can have a normal TSH, but if their free T4 and free T3 indicate that they are deficient in hormone, they may benefit from some treatment. And then there's a category of people who have very elevated antibodies, which are indicative of the onset of an autoimmune disease, meaning that the body is decided to attack its own organs or glands, in this case the thyroid, who may have normal TSH and normal circulating hormones, but if they have very elevated antibodies, that tells us that their thyroid is on its way to failure. And actually, treatment can not only help relieve some symptoms in those people, but it may prevent the progression to full-out overt hypothyroidism and it may actually also help lower antibodies. So there's a preventative aspect to treatment for some of those women, but a lot of doctors simply don't even bother to do that test, so those women are not getting the benefit of that treatment. For more interviews on health, mind, body, and spirit, go to michaelsenoffshardtofindseminars.com. And what is that test that tells you about the elevated antibodies? That's the thyroid antibodies panel. Well, the next step once you've had a diagnosis or you know for sure that you have a thyroid condition is proper treatment. And for the majority of people, that does involve a prescription medication. And there's a small subset of people who are very much on the border. They maybe have very mild thyroid issues who may be able to use some natural approaches to kind of nudge their thyroid back into a more normal pattern. But for the majority of people, especially those who have the autoimmune thyroid disease, the treatment's going to be with a thyroid hormone replacement medication. The common one that many doctors like to prescribe is a drug called Synthroid. That's a brand name for levothyroxine, which is a synthetic form of one of the thyroid hormones, T4. 
Other brand names of levothyroxine include Levoxyl or Levothroid and Unithroid. But some patients don't feel well solely on levothyroxine, and some patients will actually benefit from the addition of a second hormone, T3, which is the active hormone that goes into the cells at the cellular level to deliver that oxygen and energy. So some people will take their levothyroxine drug and add in Cytomel, which is a T3 drug, or a time-release compounded T3. And then there's a subset of patients who simply don't respond as well to the synthetic medications. These patients do better with the natural desiccated thyroid drugs. These are older drugs that have been on the market for almost 100 years that are desiccated, which is dried glandular of animals. It's made from porcine or pork thyroid. And so a percentage of people do very well and feel their best taking these drugs. These are Armour Thyroid, Nature Thyroid, and West Thyroid are the key drugs in that category. So the key thing for patients is that the best thyroid medication for them is the one that safely works best for them. And the key here is to find a doctor who is willing to explore whichever medication is going to work best for you because it's a trial and error process to determine which medicine is going to work best and at what dosage. Sometimes people assume that if they are hypothyroid or their hormones are imbalanced and they're looking to try to get things sorted out, that they should go to an endocrinologist because endocrinologists are the specialists that deal with thyroid disease. But I oftentimes actually discourage people from seeing an endo unless they have thyroid cancer, Graves' disease, or hyperthyroidism that is in a very active state, or they have nodules or lumps in the thyroid. Because endocrinologists are typically focused primarily on real focused disease issues of the thyroid, and hypothyroidism is considered to them to be pretty garden variety and not something that they spend a lot of interest or attention on diagnosing and treating. There, I think patients tend to do better either with their family doctors, if their doctors are knowledgeable enough, Internists, in some cases, we also have some OBGYNs who have specialized in hormone balancing, sometimes integrative or complementary or holistic MDs who are focusing on chronic illness, hormone balance. And in some cases, there's some anti-aging doctors who are working with hormones or bioidentical hormones who may also have picked up some good working skills for a thyroid diagnosis and treatment as well. You certainly want to talk to people about who their doctors are and who they love. I also maintain at my website a patient-recommended directory of doctors around the country and around the world where people can find recommended doctors that patients have recommended specifically for thyroid diagnosis and treatment. If you have a pharmacist that you love, you can ask your pharmacist, hey, who do you know that's doing some really good work with thyroid? And many people will find that if they ask around, even natural food stores, natural health stores, or other consultants, chiropractors, Reiki practitioners, they may even have recommendations on who the best doctors are for hormone diagnosis and treatment. And Mary, why don't you go ahead and share your website address with our listeners so they can find you? People can find my website for the book at www.menopausethyroid.com, and I've got a free chapter of the book for people to read up at the website, and there's also a free downloadable risks and symptoms checklist for both perimenopause and thyroid disease, so it's a good tool for people to download. They can go through it, fill it out, and use it with their doctor to help determine if they're in perimenopause if they're in a thyropause, or if they're actually experiencing both, which is a quite common situation. I always advise people to go through, check off the symptoms that you're experiencing, you know, underline or highlight the ones that you would consider maybe the top four or five problems that are really the most bothersome and the most debilitating for you, and make sure that you bring those up with your doctor. 
you know, we have such short visits with doctors. We want to make sure we get all of our priorities out as fast as we can at the beginning minutes of those appointments. Some doctors are willing to look at things ahead of time or they would like to have a copy of things in the file ahead. So you can always find out whether your doctor likes to get some copies of materials ahead of time to look at before you come in because sometimes they would prefer to review materials and then be able to discuss things with you when you're in the examining room with them. www.menopausethyroid.com Mary, you also talk about bioidentical hormones. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. It's a hot topic these days. A lot of people are talking about bioidentical hormones. And one of the things that I always want to clarify for people is that Bioidentical hormones does not necessarily mean compounded hormones because a lot of people think, oh, well, bioidenticals are only the ones that are the compounded hormones that are being specially concocted at bioidentical pharmacies and are specialized types of hormones. When actually bioidentical simply refers to a product that is exactly like the human counterpart. And so one of the things that's really important for a lot of women to know is that if you do need to go the route of hormone replacement therapy or hormone therapy with estrogen and progesterone, that there are bioidentical options that are available that many doctors are very comfortable using. So, for example, we have estradiol patches and estradiol creams, which are truly bioidentical. We also have progesterone cream. We have a manufactured progesterone capsule called Prometrium. So there's a variety of products that are on the market that even some of the most conventional obstetricians, gynecologists, doctors will prescribe that fall into the category of bioidentical. And the importance of keeping in mind the issue of bioidentical is that the various studies that have shown some of the risks and dangers associated with hormone therapy have found that the greatest risks are with the conjugated synthetic types of medicines that are not native to the human body. So, for example, the Premarin and Prempro, which are very popular drugs, are derived from the urine of horses. And these drugs are conjugated estrogens. They're associated with a higher degree of risk. And they are also taken orally. And we also know that in addition to bioidenticals carrying slightly less risk, we also know that the transdermal forms, the patch and the cream forms of the hormones seem to have less of a risk than the oral forms, which are passing through the liver and metabolizing. So a lot of the doctors that I talked with, including so many conventional gynecologists, said if a woman really is suffering from symptoms and needs to be on some form of hormone therapy, she shouldn't hesitate, but it should be on a lowest dose possible for the shortest amount of time and ideally in the bioidentical forms and in the transdermal forms and that will really reduce the risk and make the benefits, you know, outweigh the risk for the woman over time. Certainly, we also want to, as part of the overall hormonal system, we want to make sure that we're managing our adrenal hormonal system and that's the system of our body that manages stress. So getting proper amount of sleep is so essential to hormone balance. And that means that we're not going to survive on five and six hours a night. We really need seven and a half or more hours of sleep a night in order to really achieve hormone balance and also weight loss because that's an issue for a lot of people. And you are not going to be able to lose weight effectively if you're not getting a proper amount of sleep and healing your adrenals and allowing your cortisol levels to drop at night. We also see a lot of benefit to exercise for women in this 40 and up age range, not only women with thyroid problems because it helps with metabolism and energy, but also women with any sorts of perimenopausal or menopausal complaints 
exercise tends to reduce the entire incidence of all of these complaints, even hot flashes. Women who are regular exercisers report fewer hot flashes and less discomfort with the hot flashes that they have. So we know that regular exercise is a really important factor. And then, of course, eating well. Women will probably need to cut some of their quantity of food back to make up for the fact that as we get older, metabolism does tend to slow down slightly. So that means it's even more important that what we put in our mouths needs to count. So more focus on organic, pesticide-free, hormone-free foods, getting away from those processed foods, making sure that we're getting good fat, lots of vegetables some fruit, staying away from white flour, white sugar, and focusing on really eating as well as we possibly can, but also keeping in mind that we may need to cut back on the quantity to take into account the fact that as we age, our metabolism will slow down slightly. I think one of the other important things that I always want people to know is that while thyroid disease is a disease that requires diagnosis and treatment, Menopause is not a disease. It's not an estrogen deficiency disease. Menopause is a transition. It's a period of hormone change, but it's not a disease. And for the vast majority of women, we actually hear that they will go through their menopausal transition without a variety of symptoms. They may have a little bit of hot flashes here or there. They may find they have a little bit of sleep disruption for a time being. But most women will go through it without serious or debilitating symptoms. Those who do definitely want to see their doctors about more intensive treatments to help get through that period. But for a lot of women, it's a good attitude, good practice of exercise and diet, and in some cases, some natural supplements, herbs, and vitamins that can help support hormone balance. And of course, as I keep repeating, making sure that the thyroid is not a sabotage factor that's getting in the way of feeling well during that period of life. But, you know, I think the issue for women is don't assume you're not going to feel well because if you get your thyroid sorted out properly and if you go in with a good attitude, have some good health practices, and maybe support yourself with some natural approaches, you may be able to sail through it feeling great, looking great, and maintaining good health. We just don't want to have, you know, millions and millions of women out there who have undiagnosed thyroid conditions, which is the situation that we're really facing right now is that there are so many people walking around suffering who don't even know the reason why they're suffering these symptoms. I would estimate that there are as many as 20 million American women who have a thyroid problem and don't know it. I think a lot of women that are having kind of unexplained, vague symptoms that just don't feel well, whose doctors are kind of looking at them and throwing their hands up and saying, I don't know what to do for you, I think that there's a substantial number of those women out there who are actually struggling with thyroid conditions that haven't been diagnosed or treated. Mary, thank you so much for spending time with us today, and we look forward to talking with you again. And once again, we want to mention your website, menopausethyroid.com. And thanks so much, Mary. Thank you, Chris. That's the end of our interview, and I hope you've enjoyed it. For more great health-related interviews, go to Michael Senoff's hardtofindseminars.com. I hope you've enjoyed this interview. For more wonderful interviews on health and wellness, go to hardtofindseminars.com.